Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in to uh, DNBR's Paradise Jam Day One Recap Show. Paradise, Paradise. Not really feeling like Paradise right now, is it, Ryan? Uh, no. What's the opposite of Paradise? Hell? I think it's Hell. Yeah. Are we in Hell right now? Much closer to Hell than we are to Paradise. Huh. Although I guess we, we are at the DNBR bar, which is its true. Paradise in itself. Regardless, I could probably take these sweatpants off and show off my swim trunks because it's like hot in both places. But it's just not the vibe right now. Not when we're going this quickly after. Because that was... It, we'll dig into the Buffs game. We'll dig into all these games. But just general vibe, not good. No, that's a really tough loss. And it's always easy to think about these things in hindsight. But, like, in hindsight, it's like, oh, young team traveling for the first time. They're out, in, you know, in the Virgin Islands. And to me, they just look sloppy and disconnected i think would be my number one word that's a good word that's a good word um you guys have probably noticed that justin michael is not here he's got uh, some personal stuff today so we've got ryan filling in to any of you csu fans who are out there watching we're gonna give you our full unbiased, unbiased yes maybe even a little bit excited takes about csu yeah no the, okay I, I have nothing but good things to say Let's see. We just uh, we just wrapped up this CU game, so so let's just start from the top. Um, while all of this is fresh, obviously not the way um, we wanted this game to go, but also probably not the way we expected it to go either. Um, Southern Illinois wins sixty seven sixty three. What what kind of stands out to you about this performance? There's a couple of things here. One I think is that we're disconnected. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't feel like anything was happening in the flow of the offense. For the first 
30 minutes of gameplay. Um, it was very disjointed. It was very guys taking bad shots outside mm-hmm. of the offense. It was mid-range fadeaways. It was long threes. It was Keyshawn forcing a little bit because I think the team was looking at him like, wait, you've been our best player so far. Can you go get us a bucket? And he just it wasn't there for him, you know, shooting mid-range floaters, that sort of stuff. So to me, it was that. And then Southern Illinois gets what I would call upset luck. Um, <laughs> when you're going to pull off an upset, you have to get a little bit lucky. And they absolutely got a lot of bit lucky. They did. Um, I think the turning point from where I went from thinking, okay, CU's going to come back and win this game to, okay, it's going to be one of those nights, is the bank three. After a near backcourt violation, guard gets it, starts jogging up the court, hucks it from, I don't know, 40 feet, 35 feet, uh, and it, it banks it in. And it's just like, okay, so it's their night. Certain times it's just their night. They threw in a lot of threes like that throughout the game. That it's just like, as as Colorado, you need to be able to withstand those blows. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you can only withstand so many. And that one felt like a death blow. It did. And then, of course, last thing, Jabari getting called for that foul on the drive. I mean, we have a shitty... ESPN <laughs> what three a day for stream ESPN. with like seven <laughs> pixels in it. Yep. Um, so we can only say what we think we saw, but to me, it did not look like he made contact really anywhere. We can throw in that the commentator said it looked clean to them. Again, maybe are not their even, finest work. Are they watching the ESPN three <laughs> yeah, exactly. stream? Exactly. I'm not sure that we're putting too much stock into that either. But yeah, I mean, ju- I think that more often than not, what CU did tonight is good enough to beat Southern Illinois. Yes. But and it wasn't good. No, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. But it was good enough to beat Southern Illinois. Also, you guys might be able to hear that there's a hockey game down in the bar right now. Not like They're not playing the hockey game in the bar. Oh, no. Wouldn't that be incredible? <laughs> playing a hockey game in Seattle. Would really kill our paradise vibes. It would. It would. But, but those rink. were killed long ago. Yeah. There are, the vibes aren't great at the moment. But, yeah, I, I do think that they did get unlucky. Um, again, you still have to fight through that because... Half the games you're going to be a lucky team, half the games you're not. And this is one where they were absolutely not. And what does that look like? It looks like the other team shooting 43% from three, I believe. Um, I'm going to pull that up. 41% from three. Meanwhile, the Buffs go 4 of 14. And they haven't struggled shooting from three all season. They came into this game shooting 46% from three, I believe. The best in the Pac-12. We knew at some point you're going to have a game like this. And I almost tweeted it early on. I was like, yeah, let's see how it plays out. But at one point, they're up 11-1, to 13-1, and they're 1-5 of five from 3. And you're thinking, wow, this really could be a bigger lead. Got to take advantage when you're in those situations. And uh, it's just, uh, just one of those nights. Just one of those nights. And I thought we saw some good things, too. Uh, throw Tristan De Silva out there. Yeah, he's awesome. Again, he's not to the point where he's just a good basketball player, but he's he's starting to have five flashes a game where you're like, oh, I see what this is about. For that first 30 minutes when nothing was happening in the flow of the offense, the best option they had on offense was feeding Tristan De Silva in the post. Yeah. Now that is a problem. <laughs> it sure is. Tristan was also a problem tonight. And he when was. I say a problem, I mean very difficult to guard. Uh, the dunk was kind of a, an exclamation point yep. on his night. But... 
Henry, if you don't mind me zooming out a little bit here. Sure. This, you know, we never expected this team to be a tourney team. This is going to hurt more than it hurts right now when the resume comes out. Yep. Not because Southern Illinois sucks, but who do they play if they win this? Um, if they win, they would have played Northeastern. Okay. So that's not that big. I think – was Northeastern a tourney team last year? It might have been. I don't, maybe. I don't – I mean, I know that they're really bad. Duquesne's really okay, bad. Okay, so okay. regardless of what happened in this game, they – so that's not a paper big deal. have the easiest game of the season. But if you were able to get Creighton or Colorado State on your resume, mm -hmm. win or lose, it's better. It's honestly better than playing now Duquesne, who clearly is worse than Northeastern. Yep. And then in the end, maybe Bradley. Yeah. Right for that fourth place game. So that to me is the biggest part of this loss. Is you just yep put a big black mark on your resume with a loss. But that mark just keeps skidding through to now you don't get the nice resume-building opponent. Yep. You're just doing what you need to do to not add more marks. Well, mad, more bad losses. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. There isn't, there's nothing positive you can do the rest of the tournament. But at the same time, you know, I, I did think that coming into this game, Colorado would be 2-1. I thought that they would blow one of those games against a bad opponent and... They almost did against Montana State. Yep. They're able to figure that out. Beat New Mexico. Beat Maine again. If if you're if you're a team that wants to go to the tournament, you've got to beat those teams. But just knowing the situation, knowing that this is a team that is going to be much, 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 much better at the end of the season than the beginning, especially that early. I did think that at this point we'd be sitting here with one loss. And you really just got nothing from role players. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you have. I can pull up the stats in front of me. But, like, Nick Collier – or, sorry, Nick Clifford. God, I'm going to keep doing that. It was Dominique <laughs> Collier was the Colorado kid before him. Uh, Nick Clifford, non-existent. I don't know what, what he did. Yeah. Um, you Two know, of four, four points, four boards. Better than I thought. But I thought uh, – I had a very low bar. Let me just pull it up here. But K.J. Simpson goes 0 for 3. Exactly. Lawson goes uh, that was 0 for 0. Yeah, Lawson makes no impact. Luke O'Brien makes very little impact. KJ Simpson, like you mentioned, 0 of 3. Mm -hmm. So you were really leaning on just all of your starters, uh, and Keyshawn didn't have it. And I think, to me, that is the biggest takeaway I have from this, uh, from, again, from a big-picture standpoint. Right now, it seems as if this team goes as Keyshawn goes. It's funny, because that's exactly how it was last year. This team yep. went as, as Ken went, and... You need more more than that. Now, again, Jabari ends up with a good game with a lot of production in the second half of the second half. Yep. Um, Batty, same thing. You know, he hits three in a row, so that's eight points that he hit in a one-minute stretch. Yep. Um, otherwise, four points in all other minutes of the game. Um, it's just a very... Is that 3-0? Three zero. I think that they were cheering a save. Oh, cheering a save. Okay. Yeah, two still two zero. Anyways, it's um it's just one of those games where you needed more from a role player. You needed someone to get hot from three. You needed something. They didn't have it from anyone. Absolutely. Um, we can move along though. Sounds good. We've got more games we want to talk about. Um, want to just jump into Colorado State next? Yeah. Uh, because this is the other one we're gonna spend some time on. Um, first of all, I think. My big takeaway here is, boy, did ESPN struggle putting this game on TV. 
Bro. <laughs> I can't believe it. It is 2021. How in God's name can you not keep a broadcast live for the entirety of it? I am so relieved, and I feel so bad for Colorado State fans. Now, nothing really feels that bad after you win. Mm-hmm. Um, so they probably moved past it. If you end up losing that game and the the feed is cutting in and out the entire you didn't we missed the entire last 4 minutes. We did. Um well, minus the last 6 seconds. Right. <laughs> it was so bad. I've, I it's the worst broadcast I've ever seen. And that's only getting into like the production side of the broadcast. Uh-huh. The announcers were also terrible. They were. And so for me, I was like, okay, I got to tune in. I got to watch this game. This isn't the time to like work on other things. Those other games I was working on some other things too. So I was like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get on the elliptical. And Look we're just you. gonna we're just gonna spend some time on the elliptical watching this game. Well, then we start hitting the technical difficulty, and I was like, okay, what if this is like that? What do they call it? the intermittent whatever? I was like, I'm just gonna try to sprint during the technical difficulties, kind of relax, and you can actually see the game. Adds up. There were a couple of those breaks that just killed me, and eventually I just had to quit. I was like, this is terrible. This is awful. How is this happening? There was like multiple. I don't know, five plus minute. Um, and you never knew how long. Sometimes you'd, they'd be like five seconds. I should have gone to the bathroom. Oh, no, that was a good call. Yeah, I would like forget that I was watching the game. They went so long. Uh, so to the Colorado State fans, we're sorry. sorry you had to deal with that because I literally said in our chat, like, if this is during the Buffs game, I might blow a gasket. Yeah. I've got the CU women's game pulled up against Marquette. Easily the best produced game that we've seen all day. And this is, this is Pac-12+. plus. Produced by the University of Colorado. Yeah. Versus ESPN. Yeah, I mean, great quality stream. The camera work. By the way, in the Buffs game, the camera work just evaded them at one point. I get it sometimes in football where it's like, okay, this is, oh, it's a read option. Oh, it's play action. The ball's just moving up the court in the basketball game. It's like, oh, what's going on over here? No, what? How is this happening? Unbelievable. But yeah, to get into the actual basketball, I mean, this is, we'll just say this now, our MVP of the day, David Roddy. Oh, yeah. DMVR athlete, too. And he, I had actually, I'd seen him play against Colorado, but I'd never seen him play other than that one game. And he's a lot of fun. He is a lot of fun. Just that build, being so big, so strong in the first half when nothing was going right for Colorado State or really for Bradley either that was just an ugly first half the few things that were going right were David Roddy just going to the rim and then they just went over and over and over to him in the second half he drops 30 points and he does it on 14 shots just an outstanding performance and he could give he could carry him all the way through this tournament yeah proud to uh proud to have him as a team DNVR athlete yeah. and he's an absolute beast man that combination of size, strength, and quickness in college basketball, especially at the at, at, you know against Bradley, yep. against anyone in the Mountain West, is such an elite combination of tools mm-hmm. to have as a college basketball player because there just aren't guys who are equipped to handle it. There might be a quick guy who can't handle his strength. There might be a strong guy who can't handle his quickness. You know, like for example, if if Evan Batty had to match up with him. He's every bit as strong, if not stronger. Yeah. Not not even close to the quickness. Um, so that is impressive. The skill is there. He, he, I don't know how how much he was had it going from a three-point shooting uh, standpoint. Oh, for two. Okay, yeah. So not exactly. Ten of 12 on the rest of them. Exactly. <laughs> didn't need it. Yeah. Because he was just running by guys, getting to the rim, bullying guys down there. 
He's an awesome college basketball player. Absolutely. And, I mean, the story of the game, obviously, they win the game. It's David Roddy. But outside of that, there isn't much to really like about that performance, I thought. You know, Isaiah Stevens, he really struggled. What, he was 2 of 12 from the field. Just a little passive. You know, he was sitting back behind the three-point line. He was hunting shots out there. They they weren't really trying to get to the rim all that much. Um, Thistlewood... I guess only played 13 minutes. It felt like it. You know, he yeah. was the other guy who I was excited to see for the first time. Just just very quiet from everybody except for David Roddy. Yeah, Tanji had a couple moments in that there. That was the one other. Where he was kind of, play, you know, played some decent ball. But, you know, that's what you need when you're a good basketball team. Mm-hmm. Sometimes no one has it. Like, it kind of was for the Buffs tonight. And for the Rams... Their best player just went and got them a 30-piece. That's what, nearly half of their points. Yeah. If Jabari Walker goes and gives the Buffs 30 tonight, they win. Definitely. Definitely. And I think that it kind of exposes the, the underlying flaw of the CSU team. The one thing that they're going to have to get over kind of night in, night out is just the lack of length. You know, yes. B- Bradley is not the most skilled team. They they're, were long. They're long, though. And they're, they're big guys. And so, uh, you know, there's... You're just going to struggle when you're lacking size across the board, when you're trying to get to the rim and score. David Roddy can do it. Isaiah Stevens or Stevens tonight couldn't couldn't do it. Yeah, and you saw that come back to get CSU last year um, when they went up against that just mountain of a man. I think he played for Nevada or Utah State. I always get those two combi- mm-hmm. uh, confused because their colors are the same. Yeah, But he was like a seven-foot something who just stood in the middle – and guys like David Roddy are trying to go into him, and he's just swatting everything away. That is the one thing that that team really lacks. But again, they went up against a competent team who had way more length than today, and they took. And you know, David Roddy was just like, "Okay, you're longer than me. I'm going through you." Yep. And that's kind of the X factor. Um, overall, though, you know, sixty-six to sixty, you get the win in a tournament setting. That's all that matters. Survive and advance. Survive and advance. We can move along to CSU's opponent. Uh, in the next round now, they're going to take on Creighton. And Creighton today, they, to me, looked like the best team in the tournament going up against Brown. Yes. Um, They were really clean. Uh, And that's, I guess, kind of something you expect from Creighton. Uh, They're a well-coached team. They always have very skilled players. And that's what they showed today. You know, we came out of that first game thinking, okay, shots aren't falling in this arena, right? Well, then... Uh, Creighton goes out there and they they get out to like a 15-4 lead or I, I, that might not even be close to what it was. But I, I I knew early on in the game, okay, Brown is going to have a really hard time keeping up if if Creighton's going to shoot the ball like this. Creighton just kept going and kept going and kind of just like slowly suffocated Brown, who we thought was actually going to give them a game, mm-hmm. never even came close. Yeah, I I mean, and with Creighton, it was just everybody. Yeah. Everybody was effective. No matter who they gave the ball to, they could get downhill and get to the rack. They could hit a three-pointer. I mean, just reading through the starters, 6 of 9, 5 of 11, 9 of 13, 4 of 8, 6 of 9, all of them in double digits. Just such a polished team performance. I'm going to see if I can pull this up here, but I mean, what? They went out to a 26-12 lead, never really looked back, wound up winning 78-57. to that, to me, is the best team in this tournament, um, based on what we've seen. You know, I came in with CSU just ahead of them in my power rankings. 
you gotta flip them based on just how sharp one team looked and the other didn't. But it's gonna be a great game tomorrow. Right, I was gonna say we're gonna or find Sunday. Sunday. We're gonna find out. Uh, they shoot fifty six percent from the field in that game, thirty five percent from three, but they hold Brown to thirty six percent from the field and eighteen mm-hmm. percent from three. Uh, and I think if they're able to replicate the defensive performance against CSU, they'll have a very, they'll have a successful game there. But CSU again is not going to probably shoot as poorly as they did today. So mm-hmm. that's a really good basketball team in Creighton. It looks like a a tournament team. Yeah, definitely. And we probably thought that coming into this, but you replace five starters with the number eight recruiting class in the country. Who knows what's going to happen? And it turns out what's happening is going to be good. What What do you think is going to happen in that game when Creighton plays CSU? It's so hard to think about right now just because with the recency bias, like you would just say, like I think Creighton is just going to, for lack of a better term, outclass CSU. And I, and I don't mean that in like a demeaning way. It's just like a that looks like a very classy basketball team. Yeah, like, just so sharp. Every, yeah, sharp is a better way of putting it. Um, just clean passes, clean rotation on offense, clean rotation on defense, very connected. As opposed to what I was saying about the bus, disconnected. Everything Creighton was doing felt really connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was also a problem for CSU today. Luckily for them, they were able to just say, okay, well, let's go to our bowl. I don't know if that would work against Creighton. In fact, I know it won't work against Creighton. So for CSU to get that win, they're going to just have to get a better team effort, play better team basketball. Agreed. Um, one more game to hit here. Northeastern and Duquesne. So this was the one I didn't catch. You so will have to take this, us through this one. These are not uh, – I mean, we came in – we both agreed that these were going to be the, the likely two worst teams in the tournament. Um, Northeastern actually did kind of jump on them early um, and, and held that lead all the way through. I think they, they might have gone up 10-0 even. Um, and then I think – basically just never got within seven points or so uh which you know if if you're i guess that means colorado has duquesne i forgot they're on the loser side of the bracket right you feel pretty good about that but in terms of this game i mean just the the shooting i guess stands out for northeastern and that's that's what they want to do you know they shoot more threes than just about anybody in the country Uh, they have good three-point defense and then just kind of build everything else off of that Again, just seemed like two basketball teams, maybe on slightly different tiers there with Duquesne not not having much in the tank. It's good news for the Buffs. It is. Um, because they're going to need a little bit of a get-right game after that one. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I like that Northeastern shoots a lot of threes. I respect them for that. Yeah. they're a. Uh, I think that's a pretty decent um, – What's the word I'm looking for? Academic school. They know mm. that shooting threes mm-hmm. makes more sense than shooting twos. Yes, it does. <laughs> Plus, like, recruiting. Just like if you know that you're a shooting team, just go get your shooters. Ooh. You know we're, we're not going to be super athletic. We're not going to be super talented. We're Northeastern. That was never an option anyway. <laughs> right. just, just shoot your Give threes. shooters. <laughs> just see if you can get lucky. Um, let's, uh, let's play some of these over-unders. Okay. Uh, th- we'll, we'll go through this pretty quickly. We've got a vacation draft on the way, which is going to be a lot of fun. We draft different vacation spots. I have put no thought into this. Feels like uh, would have been more fun after a win. 
I think a lot of things would have been more fun after a win. I, agree. I think you're right on the money there. I'm already like planning my exit home after this, not like going downstairs to keep drinking. Yeah, That's where absolutely. I'm at. Yeah, me too. I gotta get this Madden game in. Me it's too. Not gonna happen. We we desynced like 20 times now. Uh, we tried again today. It's not gonna. We're gonna try again. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. But yeah, these over unders. Uh, so. Here's how this is going to work. We're going to uh, just, again, kind of talk through these games. We'll, we'll start with this CSU-Creighton game. Okay. Creighton over under five-and-a-half point favorite. Ooh, really good question. I'll say under. Okay. I think CSU is going to get uh, some good respect from the bookmakers. Okay. I like it. I, uh, I'll say... I'll say under as well. I do think that Colorado State had the tougher opponent. Again, it's just so early. It's tough to really put things into context. The The numbers coming into the season said, like, this is... Pretty even what you, game. Yeah, exactly, and I don't think it changes much based on that. Um, we uh, will... Uh, how about David Roddy? Let's go David Roddy points over under 22. Two and a half. Oh, I thought you were gonna put it at twenty and a half, and I was gonna take the over for sure. It's a big number. Um, I'll say over. They need him I think to. They right? have to go through him the entire game. So I know. I think that they're absolutely going to try, but there's also just a chance that like it it doesn't work and they lose this game by ten points. And in that world, I don't think that he does it. Obviously, where he struggles uh, though is against rim protectors, and I don't think. Creighton really had any special rim, rim protection. Not special. They yeah. have that the guy who's named Kel Bremer, Kel yeah. Bre- big seven footer who's pretty effective. He like he's he's comfortable in his body, but he's not like big. He's not like your shot blocking prototype at all. You need, yeah, you kind of need one of those long guys who can also get up in the air. Yeah, because Roddy will just go into your chest, and he's his body control, his Roddy control is just off the charts. Oh, boy. Uh, I'll take the over on points as well, and we can move on from that one. Um, how about... Like karate uh, control? <laughs> karate control. It works. It works pretty well. Um, Colorado Creighton... Or, sorry, Colorado Duquesne. Say Buffs favored over under nine and a half points. Over. I think it's over, too. I bet they are... 13 and a half point favorite. I was going to say 13 or 14. I think you're you're right on there. Uh, buffs over under 25 no. Over, over under 28 and a half percent from 3. It's got to be over. It's got to be, right? Hopefully they'll get another pra- oh, well, no, they got to play. They right yeah. Away. So do they end up playing more games? Everybody plays 3. Okay. okay. Yep. Uh, I'll say over, yeah, for sure. What did they shoot today? Not good. Uh, if, was it? I think it was four of fourteen, and that included that final Harry Hail Mary shot. You want to give us end. that quick math? What four of fourteen is? That is twenty-eight point five seven. Interesting. I wonder how you got there. I guess you got to. I guess you got to go over on that one. How can you make four threes in a whole basketball game? Twenty twenty-one, especially when you're the best three-point shooting team in the Pac-12. Like by the numbers, at least early. Uh, Maybe Tad, I'd be, it'd be interesting to hear what Tad would say about this. I feel like you got to shoot at least 25. At least 20. I'd, I don't have, like, a good argument against it. 
like you know we talked about all the ones that uh southern illinois threw in which do they go by so ill because they should um <laughs> they should so ill was so ill from deep <laughs> they shot 29 mm-hmm. so you know they get three times the amount to fall but they also shot twice as many they gotta did. shoot them to make them absolutely um Tristan Da Silva, over under nine and a half points. It's got to be over. I think it's got to be over. He's playing with confidence. He's, I mean, again, he was like their best option for 30 minutes tonight. For sure. Uh, Keyshawn over under 18 and a half. Under. Oh, okay. I think he's due for a little slump. Okay. Uh, I'll take the over on both of those. Why not? Um... I think that's it okay let's just let's just jump into this vacation destination draft uh so here's the way that this is going to work um honestly pretty poorly i would guess if it feels like there's some sort of a mess that's on the way here i haven't thought through this at all okay. but uh we do a snake draft five picks a piece we're just drafting our favorite vacation destinations if you could pick where to go where would you go all you right. want first pick or you can the have swing it. Oh God! I don't even know. Like, like, there's so many different routes we're you going, can take. We're going. Th- let's go three rounds. And we're set for five. Okay. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna take Hawaii. It's classic. It's. Uh, it's in America, so you don't have to worry about like. I don't love traveling. It's got a, Hawaii is an island technically. Oh, you need to pick oh. one island at Hawaii. I mean, you you just want like Honolulu Island, Maui. That's okay. Yeah. Honolulu's on Maui, right? I have no idea. Isn't it? I don't think so. Honolulu. No, Honolulu is a city. Oahu. Oh, damn. I don't know any of this stuff, but I do know that. Um. All right. That would be a better uh, tournament to be invited to than the Paradise Gym. It would have been, yeah. It would have been. So, for me, it's a very specific part close to Cabo, but I'll just say Cabo because that's an easier <laughs> one. Okay. Um, I'm going – it would be San Jose del Cabo, which is a little different than Cabo San Lucas, but it is. I don't want to confuse the voters. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that, I guess. Um, you also get the next pick. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of places I've actually been to. Have you been to Maui? I have. Okay. I thought Honolulu uh, was there, too. Oh, man. Um, Kayla, you want to help me out here? You got any good ideas? <laughs> you had one idea. <laughs> I'm thinking Paradise. The what? <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Greece. That was going to be my next one. I love Greece. And the reason I didn't make my first pick is because I was like, well, well, shit. Ryan's not going to take Greece with this swing here. Oh, my goodness. You took Greece. I can't believe that. Greece is off the board, bro. There's not even anything like Greece. I greased you. Oh, my goodness. I w- you got there- Greece, please. Great pick, Ryan. Damn Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> I- I'm lost now. Um... I never thought this would be so hard. Ugh, give me Italy because I get Rome, which is like worse Greece. You sure you don't want the Chikatera? I want all of Italy. 
<laughs> you can't have any of it. And it's my pick again. I uh, where I don't really go places. Oh, Disney World. Give me Disney World. <laughs> I'm going to okay. win this easy. Oh, man. All right. I... <laughs> you want Expedia over there? Yeah. <laughs> I was not ready for this. Um. Okay. Maybe like. Hmm. Thinking maybe I go along the same lines as like the Caribbean here. Uh, okay. Um. I, I. I'm going. Um. Turks and Caicos. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> T-U-R-K-S ampersand C-A-I-C-O-S. Wow, just off the top of your head. Yeah. But nice. I believe you get another pick, too. Oh, no. Why is this so hard? I know, right? Uh, are the comments coming in with anything? Okay. Um... I never thought vacation spots would be so hard. I know. You just go to Cabo every time. <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> um, I, you know, I enjoyed my time in Belize. People say that. Yeah. I've heard good things about Belize. Is that my last pick? Oh, no. I have no, you've got to come up with another. Back to back, huh? Ah, uh, sure. Yeah. Um, give me the Bahamas. Doesn't that sound right? Yeah, that does sound right. Um, <laughs> we should do this when we're older and we've actually <laughs> traveled a little bit more. We should just circle back to this circle, and give ourselves reviews. Circle back to this in like 2035? Uh, yeah, yeah. 14 years, we can travel some places. I would say so. Last pick. We're going. Just waiting for this. We are going to Victoria Falls. <laughs> <laughs> it is a breathtaking UNESCO <laughs> World Heritage Site. Uh, it straddles the border between no, Zambia and Zimbabwe. I just course. wanted Africa, but I don't know where to go in Africa. Of course, of course. I was like, you got to see the animals. Right. I, plus, I need some variety on my board. If I'm only going to these five places, <laughs> give me something there. And I just Google best places in Africa. Victoria Falls. Like it. Um, Kale, do you think there's any egregious omissions from the board so far? I was thinking of Fiji, but I don't like the water. I was. That's all I know about Fiji. <laughs> I actually do like the water. It's, oh. not, it's not as good as smart water, but... I'm going to say um, Brazil. Wow. Shout out to Broncos, all the Broncos fans in Brazil. Every one of them. Yes. Shout out to every Broncos fan in Brazil. Wow, I'm feeling pretty good about my board. I'm feeling pretty great about my board. I feel like I got a nice variety. I think you're going to really hit with the, um, with the demographic of people that have been to Victoria Falls. <laughs> it sounds good, though. I think anybody can look at that and say, wow, <laughs> Victoria like Falls nice sounds place. great. We want to hear from you guys in the chat. But we want to hear from you really quickly because this is the end of the show. Uh, if you're on the YouTube, like the YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube. We'll be back on Sunday. We'll be talking about the Buffs game, the other game that happens tomorrow that we don't care quite as much about, uh, the CSU game against Creighton on Sunday. Might have Justin back for that one, but a lot of basketball over the weekend. We'll be tuned in. We'll be betting. You heard what we think the line should be, so bet based on that. Um, I feel like I... Um 
Needed to give more of a shout out to the Dominican Republic. I went there once. Oh, people were incredible. Uh, so here's my thing. I don't like to go where they don't speak English. Well, you'll love the Dominican Republic. They speak English. Yeah. Oh, uh, I would have drafted. And also, it. that's a terrible take. I know, but it's just get past that. It's just so. It just adds this whole nother dimension. And it's not like dimension. I drafted like Italy. Like I know what I'm getting myself into over there. But it's just I don't want to be challenged when I'm uh, on vacation. <laughs> and is there anything more challenging than not being able to communicate with anybody around you? I yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I kind of like the adventure of the language barrier. See, and I'm not here for adventure. I'm here uh, for animals, give and Henry beaches, a trip and to Disney Hawaii World. where you can have a nice, unseasoned chicken breast mm. lathered in mayo. Yes, please sign me up. Uh, I'm gonna figure out where to get one of those, and that means it's time for us to go. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan, for jumping on. Shout producer Kale, super producer Kale. What am I saying? Behind the scenes, we'll see you guys on Sunday.